and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We've just finished watching Liverpool absolutely bang Atalanta 5-0 and what a contrast to last week's European snooze fest. So to discuss that and take a look ahead to the really big one at the Etihad on Sunday, I have uh, Jay Reid um, over Liverpool. Jay, how are you doing? Splendid tonight, mate. That was that was what European football is all about, isn't it? Goals, clean sheets away from home. The only thing that was missing was a nice European away trip for the fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been a nice place to go to and not that far out of the way. But beggars can't be choosers in this. No, no. In in this climate, so um, gotta be happy. Uh, I've also got Beryl Ekis out in the Netherlands. Beryl, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm uh, also very happy with the with the, the football we played, uh, the result. So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to this uh, to this talk. Good, good. Um, I think we all are. And to round up the panel, I've got our. Will we call you our, our Reese Williams of of this week? Our European European specialist drafted in for the I, Champions I, I, League I, games. Yeah, I definitely don't have Reese Williams' hair anyway. No, that is. You don't even have one of Reese Williams' hairs, Johnny. So I've got Johnny Henderson in Belfast. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, sir. Very well. Excellent results. Hoping for a similarly good result now in the US election. And it'll be a happy, a happy evening. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, Jay, let's just kick off then. Um, it's three wins from three. Um, it's a clean sheet. Um, it is, what do you hear this? It's the first time we've beaten a team from one of the top five leagues away in Europe in the groups since 2008. Isn't that bizarre? That's a, that's a mad start. Like, Isn't that mental? You think like, we, we've not been out the Champions League that many years, really. Because we had a, we had a shitty few years that we all forget about that patch, like Hodgson and a little bit of Daglish and stuff like that. But, We've been in the Champions League a lot more than what we haven't been in the past, what, 12 years. That's a mad stat. But then when you think just under Jurgen Klopp, we have really struggled in the group stages, like just away from home especially. We've just sort of done enough to get through. So in, in, in context, yeah, you can see why why that stands up. But that on paper as a stat is crazy that it's taken that long to get, to get a win against a, a top five European team, well, top five league. European team away from home. That that that, that that's flabbergasted. Yeah, really, but. it's probably not that many games, but it just seems like an awful long stretch. But looking at the lineup tonight, you you can't be that surprised that we were able to get the result. Were you surprised that he went as strong as he did? Because I thought I thought that the game at the weekend might have informed some of his decisions tonight. No, not really, because we've got an extra day compared to what we have been having. Um, like when you think well, the lads will possibly fly back tonight um, for Italy, get back early hours. Tomorrow was a recovery session. Then we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday on the training pitch to get ready for City. Where in previous weeks we've been possibly playing Wednesday and then Saturday or Tuesday and then Saturday, um, which was the case last week. So you, but this week we've got an extra day, and I know City played tonight and they were at home. So in theory they get more rest time as it would be, um, but you're talking a matter of hours so no I wasn't surprised that we went strong and I thought if this was a game that it was either going to go one way or another with, with us it was either we were going to in inverted commas throw it and give it a free hit and make multiple changes and let what be will be or Klopp was going to put his balls on the line and go you know what these lads are good enough they're fit enough we've got an extra day's recovery we'll we'll wrap up this group and possibly then give ourselves two free games at the end of the group where we can rest players when actually further down the line we've got more games past us than what's coming to us where we can rest players and rotate so in theory it did make sense to to go relatively strong I think for me the only surprising player in the lineup was Jones but on his performance tonight he's he's done a much much better performance than what he has done in the past couple of appearances he started in but other than that, I think the team itself was was as predicted if you were going to say we were going to go strong. Yeah, that's... I didn't expect us to go that strong, Beryl, but 
Um, Jay calls out Jones there. Um, he's one that slots in. It hasn't really, really been at it. You know, Ajax, the game kind of passed him by. He gets hooked at half time. The game in Saturday um, against West Ham, he's not really probably as involved as he would like to be. But tonight suited him a lot better. It was a lot more open. There was a lot more space. Um, and he was far more involved. Yeah, uh, and and I, I thought he was uh, he was involved in the other two games that you uh, well yeah n- not as much as in the Ajax game, but you know he 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 made a lot of mistakes and he was uh, sometimes out of position. But uh, you know what what can you expect from from a young uh, a young lad who who is getting to grips with the the system with the, the level. Uh, with the speed um, uh, in which the game is being played, you know, we, we, when we have a transfer, we we uh, we are already um, thinking about uh, how much time an, a player that we transfer from another country or from from another um, from another club, uh, how much time they will need to to get to grips with with, with our uh, you know with with the level of playing that that uh, Liverpool plays in. So. Uh, I think we should afford uh, Curtis Jones the, uh, that too. Um, he wasn't uh, faultless, but uh, what I like about him is that he that he still tries to you know do the things he, he's he, he's used to do from the academy games, and 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 uh, he, he doesn't always pull it off. But you know, there's only one way to get experience, and there's only one way to get. Uh, Get accustomed to to the level that is, that we need uh, from him, and that's that's by playing. He he is young, he is inexperienced, but he's also uh, talented. Um, I think if you look at the stats, which I haven't, uh, you will see that that he he made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, um, losing the ball or or, or uh, not not uh, not passing it uh, good enough to to his teammates. But then again, he did he did a lot. Uh, a lot of good things, and and he worked very really hard. And uh, I think it was it was good that he played the full ninety, because when he got booked really early in uh, in the first uh, half, I I thought yeah okay that's him gone for the second half. But uh, uh, Kloppo uh, let him let him play uh, also because probably Hendo needs the rest more than than he does. Uh, plus uh, what I saw from you know uh, uh, from the, the the footage after the game was that that he was one of the first people that uh, that Klopp went to and he hugged him and and uh, gave him a big beaming smile as uh, you know as as he can. Um, so yeah, I think uh, uh, he, he he did as well as you can expect from from a kid and and I'm I'm still hopeful that that he will be uh, he will be uh, you know like a new transfer as they say and 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 will be very useful in in years to come. Yeah, well, don't let the don't let the net spend brigade hear you say that. Um, <laughs> they'll be all over it. Um, oh yeah, so, I forgot. <laughs> Johnny, um, you know the other young lad out there tonight, Reese Williams. He's come in. Um, it's a big game. It's an open game. Um, it doesn't maybe lend itself to his strengths, which is which is in the air, but. Um, he just slots right in there beside Gomez, and particularly first half, he's really, really comfortable. Now the team's really comfortable, but what I liked about him, he was really tight to Zapata. Um, every time the ball came into his feet, he gives away a number of fouls, but he's just absolutely determined not to get rolled. And a lot of his defending is what you would call good ball retention defending, where he's he's nodding the ball down and keeping possession. You know, it's a, a little interception there with a one-touch layoff. And it's just all very simple, all very neat and tidy. And with the focus on, yes, win the ball, but also retain possession, which shows, you know, an element of, of calmness that I maybe didn't expect from someone so young. Yeah, <clears throat> I think all that's completely fair. Um he, he was really good. I, I think it helped him that the team as a whole were right on it as well. I don't think you can underestimate it. We we sort of struggled. You know, we were talking about it pre pre pod. You know, we've sort of struggled and to win in a big group game away from home. And a lot of that, you know, we think of some of the games we've had 
um, especially against Napoli. You know, we just never really imposed ourselves on the game. But I thought the difference tonight was team got into a groove really quickly. The passing was so crisp. The movement, Jota nearly gets through in the first minute or so. And I think that sets the tone for the whole team. They're confident. And then, you know, they chuck a few balls and, and try and test them, try and go down the side of them. He deals with them very well, as you say, Dave. You know, he, he nods them down to Trent or he nods it down to Gomez. He does the simple things well. He gets a few early touches. He takes a couple of balls from Gomez and you know, his first touch is good. He slips it out to Trent. And he just got into the groove really early in the game. And I think they looked after him as well. You know, and I think that's, you know, for, for me, I, I listen, I watch the game without any crowd noise. And I have to say it, it's unbelievable the amount of talking that Jordan Henderson does during a game. I know, I know we assume he's a, he's, a, he's a real leader, but see when you're actually, um, you, you can just, everything he's telling, he's directing everything, and that must be great, you know, to have him stand in front of you, Gomez and Trent, you know, all, you know, title winning, European Cup winning players there that are around him, and they help him through, but he does listen, he does well, he wins his duels, keeps the ball simple, and, you know, whilst we're in this spell where, you know, we're waiting on Matt up to come back with Fabinho. We're waiting on Fabinho. Uh, we don't have Thiago. <laughs> you know, we, we still got Thiago and Fabinho to come into the team. That's a bit of a thought, isn't it? Um, I know, it's so absurd, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it really is. And Virgil. Let's not forget Virgil. He's all right as well when he comes back. But, um, yeah, really good, Dave. You know, really good. I think that will do the world of good. And I think it's good for them, you know, just to realise that actually, you know, when you're playing at that level, we don't have to have a Virgil van Dijk. If, you know, it's a massive help, and your chances of winning things reduce a bit when you don't have them. But if you can come in there and the shape's good and everybody's on it and you look after him, you know, like Phillips at the weekend, do the simple things well. And, you know, there's a clean sheet away to probably the team that everyone's been talking about from attacking. So, yeah, really good. thought the team were excellent, but absolutely brilliant to get a clean sheet with the two guys as well it just sets us up brilliantly now in the group to rest players and um perfect night really perfect yeah absolutely um it couldn't have gone much better um jay it's now one goal conceded from open play with um without virgil van dyke it's two goals conceded in five games the other one being the penalty and uh, you know do you think that Virgil's absence, and eventually we will get through a podcast without talking about Van Dijk, I do promise you that. <laughs> but, but, but do you think the fact that Virgil isn't there anymore has has made the team just tighten up all over the park with regard to defensive responsibilities? Because there's not that same space being left. There, we seem to be just a lot a lot more compact, a lot tighter. And do you think we've just, Henderson's looked around, Wijnaldum's looked around, probably Joe Gomez as well and said, right, lads, we don't have the big man there anymore, so we're going to have to do more as a team to compensate for that? It's noticeable that we're playing 10 yards deeper anyway in terms of what we were in the opening games of the season. Um, but then I suppose we had to because we were, we were getting caught a few times and teams were playing that ball over the top and trying to get us turned and they had quite a bit of success from it and if you just take the commentary from the weekend going on I think we've conceded 17 goals is it and the, the banging on like we're, we're leaking goals and we're in the bottom three we're, we're top of the league and everything we're in so forget that um, I think what, what what it's done is it it's probably added pressure but then Pressure brings the best, like pressure forms diamonds, as they say, and it brings the best out of people. And it must be credit to Go Gomez, uh, Joe Gomez, sorry, that he's the one who's the constant in all this. He's been with Fabinho, he's been with um, Phillips at the weekend, he's been with Williams tonight. He's moving from left to right, depending on who the partner is that he's playing, whether he played on the left hand side tonight, it would be so in, in Virgil's natural position. So we, he's the one who's had a lot of pressure on him and he's younger than Nat Phillips like and we were talking about Nat Phillips like this amateur kid who's just come in and Gomez is younger than him so 
all right, he's been around a lot longer. He's played a lot more games, but he's still a kid himself, and he's playing with Williams tonight, who's, who's 19, who didn't put a foot wrong. And I think the one player that you missed out of those that you mentioned earlier on was Allison. He was massive tonight. I think on what one hand you can count four or five quality saves that he made tonight, and I, I think he was the one that from Zubata, which we all thought was in, that he didn't get near to. But everything else. He was spot on, and having him behind those two, whoever it is in defence, that settles Gomez because he's not got the panic of Adrian. You could see in the Ajax game, he wasn't comfortable with Adrian behind him since Allison's come back in. That sort of tightened us up a little bit, and I think that's gone a little bit under the radar how massive it is just to have him back, and it sort of softened the blow of losing Virgil. But I think we ju- we just got to deal the hand that's dealt with us and. If the media want to play out in the league that we're conceding goals left, right and centre, so be it. But we haven't we haven't conceded one in the Champions League and we're playing kids, literally kids, if you conclude Joe, Joe Gomez's age. So it's just what we've got to, got to get on with and so be it. If, if, if they want to turn us into the enemy, that's how we like it. We like the siege mentality with the mentality monsters. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll get on with it. We'll just do our job. And tonight was, I think, the... The moment we've all been waiting for in, in recent weeks where we've wanted a game where we've just twatted someone and felt comfortable and actually enjoyed a football match and I think that was that was the relief tonight that I think that a lot of fans have probably felt more than what we've had in the last few weeks where we've been grinding out wins which is fine it's three points but I think we've all enjoyed that tonight more than anything yeah absolutely it was a lot of fun Beryl it was thoroughly enjoyable from from a viewing perspective but, you know, we've gone and we've twatted that side, but, you know, we'll, we'll John included this and we'll come on to talk about him in a bit more detail. But the quality of the finishing tonight was absolutely lethal. We were back to our absolute clinical best. The ones that we don't score, Salah is through from another corner um, and the keeper makes a really good save to tip it wide. Mane nearly bends one into the far corner. Another good save from the keeper. But, you know, the quality of finishing really was next level tonight. Uh, and, and this is what happens when you score your early chances. And, uh, and, and we have uh, Diogo Jota to thank for that. But it, it, uh, the, the, the finishing was next level. And uh, when you do that, because, you know, we create lots of chances in, in, in every game. But we are not always um, clinical uh, in finishing them, and but this time we were, and um, we we could even score a lot more. But but still, you know, if you score five, you should moan, I think. And and especially those those early chances, and and Jota missed his first one, but but then, um, yeah, uh, as you said, uh, we need to talk about him. But uh, when when he when you start to score your your chances, you demoralize uh, um, the opponent. Uh, you 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 make clear that there's nothing for them to to uh, to achieve in uh, that evening, and and this is what you should do, and this is what we you know didn't always do, and and that's why it was very enjoyable, and uh, um, we did some predictions before the game in our WhatsApp group, and uh, I, I was one of the people who didn't believe we could get a, a clean sheet <laughs> um, because. Atalanta always scores uh, against anyone, so I thought they will most probably score against us, and they could have, but they didn't. And uh, and Jay is absolutely right. Uh, it, it's it's not only the defense, but uh, Allison was 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 top notch today. Um, it was thoroughly enjoyable, and and this has a, a lot to do with the finishing. You're absolutely right. Um, Shana Beryl, he's. He's very direct, isn't he? And you've you've seen you've seen a likeness to him with Suarez. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, uh, I remember Suarez coming from uh, from Ajax, um, my uh, uh, not so favorite team in, in the Netherlands, and he annoyed me in the Dutch league, of course. But um, uh, with with not only with his antics, but also by being very good and scoring a lot of goals, he needed time to. To get to grips with uh, with uh, you know the the higher tempo in, in in the Premier League and and you you'll probably remember him hitting the the post uh, 
lots of times in in his first half of season, and then he he got going. But there was always this this drive, like like as if he was a magnet drawn to the goal. Uh, and and I see I see a likeness with uh, with Jota and um, uh, Suarez also had had lots of uh, traits that I found less desirable. And uh, I hope. Um, uh, Diogo Jota, you know, he he can have a needle from for me. I, I would like that, but um, you know, uh, I, I like him the way he is at this point. And and um, what what made me think of of uh, Luis Suarez um, seeing uh, Diogo Jota plays that he not only direct, but uh, you know, there's he's he's deceptively strong and he's deceptively quick. And and just when you think uh, you, you shouldn't. Uh, take that player on. You can't get past him. That when he, he is past him, and 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 then he's very clear and and clinical in front of goal. That second goal was 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 incredible. He controlled it, and I thought he didn't control it very well because the ball uh, went a bit further than than I would uh, think it was ideal. But it was ideal because he propped himself up to just just shoot it in without any nerve or anything. Uh, it's uh, as I said, uh, pre-port. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with him. Yeah, I, I, it's it's starting to look that way, Johnny. It's starting to look, to look really, really encouraging, um, like beyond encouraging. And to be honest, when he goes through for that first chance that he misses really early on, it's bad. But I'm just expecting him to score. And then when he misses it, I'm like, like of course. Don't be so silly. He's not going to score every chance that he gets. And then, <laughs> and then, bang, bang, bang. Three chances, three goals. And, you know, what do we, what do we say about him? He, he, looked, he looks to have everything. He looks to have every finish in the book, even in the short period of time that we've seen him. He fits like a glove, doesn't he? It's, it's almost like we research players very, very well and carefully before <laughs> Before we sign them, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, all that you know, we can do all the Mickey Edwards build the statue stuff we want. But the bottom line is, I think we've all been taken aback by how good he is and how quickly he sells. Um, you know, I like the look of him at Wolves, and I've said this before in other pods where in the past when players were talked about as who would be realistic options as a fourth choice player for this team. Jota did come up from some of the guys that do the analysis in terms of the positions he gets into and his, his runs, his, his touches and goals in the area were quite similar to some a lot of what Mane does. Um, but you can just really see it. I mean, he's, he's he's just perfect, isn't he? He does everything so quick. He's really direct. He's a real he's a real club player with the ball and without the ball. Um, he he. he he knows where to go. He, he, he's always looking to hurt people. He's always looking to get behind them. And when he doesn't have the ball, he's he's, he's at it. He's, he gets wide. He presses. He, he does all those things. And I think it's just the fact that his finishing's been so good and his takes up the positions. Because you know, if you think about the two goals he scored, he scored a couple of big, you know, really big goals. Um, in the last sort of week and a half, if you think about. You know, the Sheffield United game where we weren't great. He pops up with a header. Mitchelland was going nowhere. You know, Shakiri, Trent do a nice recombination and he, he gets on the end of it. You know, it, it's a tap-in, but he, he makes the difference there. He comes on against West Ham again. You know, two points are at stake. You know, we're looking to turn a draw and they win again. You know, Shakiri plays him in and his finish is brilliant. And, you know, he gets his chance totally deservedly tonight from the start. And, you know, for the first two minutes, he runs through, as you say. You expect him to score. And then just the finishes, you know, he, uh, I, I know what Burl means around the Suarez thing. And there's there was almost too a wee bit of the Michael Owen. I, I thought with, with that goal, the first goal, and just in the pace where his pure pace takes him in and he makes sure he gets his body between him, you know, between the, the ball and the defender. And then he just sort of uses, you know, he dinks it and it's a lovely finish. But he was basically making sure I'm either going to get my shot away here or you're going to you're going to take me down. It's going to be a penalty anyway. And, and it really could have been if he hadn't scored. 
Um, well, there'll not be a lot. I'm sure there'll not be a lot said about Jota staying on his feet. But <laughs> sure, that's for that's for another day. That's for other ones. But his finishing, listen, superb. You know, just so sharp, just so quick. The way he gets on the end of them, and and I mean, the second goal is just. It's really. I, I, what I thought was best about his second goal was his celebration. <laughs> he was so nonchalant. It's like it was. It was almost. You know, I don't want to go overboard here, but. The way he turned and headed so quick, it was a bit Ronaldo-esque, as in the Brazilian Ronaldo. You know, it's seen him a couple of times where he just takes a ball inside and bang, and it was just so nonchalant. He just absolutely slammed it. And then, you know, the third goal again, just pure pace and great composure, slots it in with his left foot. Um, yeah, listen, it's, it's a great problem to have because I think we're all secretly, you know, we love Firmino. We can see what he does for the team. But all of a sudden, you've got this guy now that's, not just knocking on the door, he's 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 coming at the door with a sledgehammer now, really looking for a starting place, and that can only be a good thing. That can only be a good thing for this team. So brilliant, faultless. You know, he was he was man of the match, and uh, he's flying. Yeah, absolutely, Jay. Just on just on Jota again, I wasn't so much surprised to see him in the lineup for Firmino, but what did surprise me was that he was the one that seemed to play predominantly through the middle. Now, I know there was a fair amount of rotation between the two of them, and he does pop up on the left for the second goal. But, you know, it's it's quite clear to me that he starts through the middle. I assumed it would be Mane. Did it surprise you? No, not really. I, um, I just thought that with those three, they're so interchangeable. So you can have any of them across that front three at any one time, and they're, they're all just as dangerous. I. So, Mane's first season does he start on the right hand side and then we brought Salah in and he switched to the left and he's arguably even better. But then he's played games in the middle and he's he's frightening through the middle and then I think we all thought Joss's best position was off the left cutting in, but he's arguably put his, his cards on the table tonight and said that he can play down the middle as well. Salah can play down the middle. If you put Salah wide on the left He's not really played out there, but... He's practically playing down the middle anyway, isn't he? Yeah. If you even put him on the left, he'd, you'd imagine he'd just take people on the outside and just run around them. Um, so it, it's so interchangeable. and It's a hard one because Bobby is the key to the system, as it's been said many times over many years, and he gets the best out the other two. Um, and I think everyone or the majority of people have all been saying it, it's not the Bobby of two years ago that it doesn't seem right for him whether he's he's overworked or it's just not working but whatever it is it's not it's just not going right for him but it it's more rigid you would say where Bobby will go up and down the pitch and then the two lads will come out to win where with these three they can pop up anywhere and they can play in rotation so it gives you that that other option and there's not there's nothing wrong with having too many options and just on what Johnny and Beryl said, I think he reminds me of Robbie Fowler. That's who I grew up idolising. And he's just in that box, it's just goal. It's just lethal. There's no other no other thought in his mind. It's one touch or if he has to take two and it's a goal. And that 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 for me is who Josh reminds of. And then if you just compare that to what the other lad said, they're all great strikers who we've had over the years and if he's a bit of ever and then we've got a hell of a player. I was going to say, you know, he's been compared now to Suarez, Ronaldo and Robbie Fowler, so nobody can ever accuse this podcast of going over the top on a player. Uh, <laughs> and I've seen comparisons of Torres on, on Twitter as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Beryl, Jay makes a really good point there where, you know, there, there's inter, interchangeability. Is that a word? I don't know. Yes, interchangeability. Okay. We'll do it. Um, between, obviously, Mane... Salah and Firmino, but it's more so Firmino dropping and allowing and freeing up that space um, for the two wide players to come from out in. But what Jota does is he frees up that centre area by doing something else. He can because he can switch and he can do what Mane does to a degree, and he can do what Salah does to a degree because he's got similar skill sets. He's got the pace, you know. He can beat a man um, and leave them for dead. So that actually changes the dynamic of our front line quite significantly. Um, 
And arguably, it could make them actually more difficult to pick up and more difficult to mark. Yeah, it, you know, we, we've talked a lot about being uh, less predictable in, 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 in pods um, before. And, and this does make us less predictable. And, uh, and yes, um, you know, w- we have praised uh, Bobby Firmino for, for what he does. Um, and actually, uh, in, in the last, uh, uh, now it wasn't the last game, but uh, in the last away game in the Champions League against Ajax, uh, you know, being in in in, in the Netherlands, I uh, I uh, um, heard uh, the trainer of Ajax, uh, uh, Ten Hag, explain why he changed his system and uh, why he played um, um, Danny Blind, uh, not Danny, but his son Daily Blind uh, uh, in the in the mid in midfield because he said uh, uh, the most um, most difficult um, uh, tactical. Uh, uh, problem that that Liverpool poses Liverpool poses us is is that uh, that Firmino drops into midfield and and if if a defender uh, is dragged out because he drops into midfield then uh, there is a a gap for either Mane or Salah and this is um, this is posing the greatest danger so that's why we put a um, a midfielder uh, on him but. Uh, you know what that does is that you change up your system. So and, you know people have seen that 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 what we do and and the, how our system works and how how Firmino works, how he is um, he is a, he is a player that 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 uh, tries to facilitate uh, the the wingers who have um, have to score the goals. Uh, but you know, it made us predictable in in some sense because you know they they had. Two three years to work it out, how to to, to counter that, and uh, and I think you know even uh, having uh, um, a, a different option makes us less predictable. So they don't know if we will play with Firmino or with uh, with Diogo Jota. We could always bring him in if if he doesn't start. Uh, you could always you could even play with both of them, uh, and also uh, if uh, Thiago finally. Uh, is is available for us? Then um, you you will have a different setup in midfield as well. So, so you can uh, try to play with three uh, very dangerous players up top. So yes, um, uh, this will. Um, you know, th- there's only you know if 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 Firmino picks up his game and 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 starts playing even better than Diogo Jota, then uh, then that's an advantage. Uh, if he doesn't, but. Uh, but we have Diogo Jota scoring goals. Uh, that's also an advantage. So I, I don't see uh, this is a win-win situation. I think, <laughs> and um, I, I hope I hope Firmino finds finds uh, new energy and and finds a new way um, to 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 be as effective as he was in, in the last two seasons. Yeah, I think we all do because he's he's one of the most likable players at the club, Johnny. Um. As as a lot of people always do, we've done it already. We we kind of skip the midfield out. You you touched on Henderson earlier on briefly, but I don't know is is our midfield setting up slightly differently because I have seen Wijnaldum become more and more involved over the last few weeks as an attacking force and acting as the what would be the, what used to be the third band runner, what what I suppose now is the fourth man runner. Um, and really backing up the attack and play. We saw it with the goal that was scored against West Ham at the weekend. Um, and I thought we saw it again tonight where he's far more active in the attacking zones of the pitch than he had been previous in previous previous couple of seasons. That's something I noticed tonight as well. There was a couple of times where he really made the... He went for that run and Rob would try to pick him out a couple of times and, 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 and Jada. Uh, I think Jada overhead one when he was in a good position, especially in the first half. Yeah, and just thinking about it now, we saw the same thing at at Ajax too, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, Yeah, I I mean, the the short answer is yes. I think we've tweaked what we're doing slightly there. Um, And I think Wijnaldum, as we we know, when he plays for Holland, you know, he he is far more offensive and he does you know, he does tend to get far more in positions and score more goals. Um, but I think it's, it's not a surprise to me. Um, it's one of the things with Klopp that we're always, everyone who sort of 
goes behind the scenes and talks to Klopp or talks to his staff. They keep saying this, that the one thing he doesn't want ever is the team to start becoming predictable and teams to know what they're going to face and who they're going to be, you know, where they where they need to be on the pitch against us and who the threats are. He's always trying to evolve that. I think there is something in that. I thought the midfield worked well tonight. I thought Curtis Jones, that was a big standout performance for him. I thought he he really struggled in in Amsterdam. You know, he really didn't. He couldn't get into the game. He couldn't get a grip of the game. Game just seemed to bypass him. Um, and I think, again, a bit like Williams, it helps when the team are on it. Obviously, when a team as good as our team are, are on it and everyone's looking sharp, it makes it that much easier. But he he just, he, he was involved. I thought he was good without the ball. Uh, there was a couple of times he did his defensive stuff well. Um, he got forward and he was trying to make things happen. Could have scored in the first half. Um, so, no, I thought there were good signs from the midfield. And I think it's worth saying as well, you know, that's, you know, in the midfield, there's there's a lot of options there, um, very quickly in the next couple of weeks to come in there as well. You know, it's I know you mentioned David at the start, you know, that we went strong, but I don't even think it was that we went strong. I think we went with what we could. You know, there wasn't really anyone else at centre back, so we went with Williams. I think if you look at the midfield options, clearly Keita probably wasn't fit enough to start. Milner's started a few games recently, so I think he pretty much went with. I think the only real, the you know the one where he sort of had a bit of a, a bit of choice maybe was 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 going with Jada instead of Firmino, um, but there were no problems with the midfield, and you know you don't get a five 0 there without every part of the team performing, and that was the case tonight from goalkeeper through to the top of the pitch, they all did did their jobs, and that was why it was such a such a convincing win. Yeah, um, to be honest, I expected we maybe see a bit of Shaq. I expected to maybe see a bit of Minamino, um, and, and we didn't see either. Um, it doesn't really mean anything, I suppose. But do you, as, do you know? Do you know what I would think on that? And that, that's a fair point because given what we've done in groups before, but I think we've never had the luxury. We, you know, the groups we've got have been sort of stodgy, and we've had stodgy away performances. And I think Klopp probably looked at it. And as Jay was saying, you know, we have four days to get ready now for City. And I think Klopp thought, well, this is this is our hardest away game that we've got left. If we go out full strength and put this to bed, we'll get the benefit of this in weeks, you know, four, five and six now. You know, where we can over the next few weeks going into the Christmas period, which is going to be crazier than ever. And I think that's Klopp's thinking there. Let's go for it tonight. Let's put out... You know, a really strong front three, get the game won, and all of a sudden, for the first time in a long time, I mean, we've had some real nail biters. <laughs> you know, when, even getting the Champions League finals, the, the Champions League group games, whether it was you know Red Bull or whether it was whether it was Napoli in recent seasons, they've been they've been tight. You know, they've been in the balance with everything to play for. That's not going to happen this season, and I think it's really that's really important. I think that's going to be a massive advantage going into going into December. Yeah, um, it will. Um, and what will be an even bigger advantage going into December, Jay, is three points at the Etihad. So all eyes turns to Manchester. And I'm not really sure what I expect to see now. Um, they went, I looked at their side, they went pretty strong tonight. They have injury issues of their own, Aguero. That we probably won't see him and see to be fair if we did the last time I saw him against West Ham he was peripheral to say the least um, and they seem a bit blunt at the moment they're not they're not scoring or not scoring as many goals as they were or nor are they creating as many chances as they were but they do seem to have solidified a little bit more at the back I don't know whether that's a tactical tweak um, from Guardiola it's quite possible that it is but let's start with us um, I suppose the first question, let's just start from the back. What do you expect to happen centre half? And then, you know, that will obviously inform the mid, the midfield three. I think Matip comes in. I think it was a case he was probably on the bench tonight. He if was need, on the bench if, tonight, which was really, really, be, really I think, encouraging. I think he was there if needs be. You know, like, maybe... Yeah, the fact, yeah, the fact that he was even there yeah. just gave me... 
a lot of confidence. Yeah, but I think I think he was there. But I don't even know what, why we would have needed him. Maybe it would have been a case of maybe if if things were going horribly for Reese Williams and we were getting murdered and pulled all over the place just to to, to save the lad's confidence, he, he might have hooked him. Um, but as it was, I thought either it was was he going to bring him on for the last 15, 20 just to stretch his legs, but then on the other side of the coin, you think just keep that lad in cotton wool as long as you can because if if you're only getting one start out of him or one appearance out of him this week, then it's City that you want him in um, because I think I said before on the podcast that in the Champions League, you can afford to, to drop a game or two because you can pick the, the points up elsewhere and still get through your group where in the league against Man City, if I think it's a five-point lead we have on them at the moment, albeit they've got a game in hand. If you if you take into account, say they win their game in hand and then they beat us at the weekend, then technically above us. Flip it the other way. If we, if we beat them, it's an eight-point gap already. And then you don't know what happens in the game in hand. It could be a five-point gap still. It could be an eight. It could be seven. You, you you just don't know. But you've got to deal with your bread and butter in the league. It's the bread and butter. So for me, you go with your strongest lineup. So yeah, you get massive back in. I think the midfield is probably Genie Hendo. I didn't know that. No, this is the, this. Yeah, I know. It's it's Genie Hendo I, I, and what? I, I think he goes nabby. Do you think so? I think so. Just just because what are our other options? Milner or Curtis? Ah, well, do you know what? I, or, I... or the wild card is Shaq. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, think, I think I think he goes Nabby. I think Nabby is far. I am a, a fan of Keiser and, and a few are, a few aren't. But I think he's been training since last Friday. Um, all being well, that. He's had a few minutes tonight, and if you get 60 minutes out of Naby at the weekend, and then you release Jota or Shakiri, um, or the both at the same time, which we have done in recent games, with with four uh, with half an hour 25 to go, then I think that might be the way Klopp goes with it. Okay, it's a really tough one, Beryl. It's a really really tough one. Um, it is never. Uh, Personally, you know what are our options there? So we've got we've got Jones, we've got we've got Jones, we've got Shaq, we've got Milner, and we've got Naby back. That's not like that's not bad considering how threadbare we have been. The other thing he could do is he could just throw he could just do the two um, and go with the four up front. Um, but I'm not I I honestly I haven't made my mind up yet. What do you think? What do you think he'll do? <laughs> well. Um, I don't know as well, but uh, but are we sure uh, Thiago won't be available? He's not in the wild card. Uh, Jay was. I don't think else. he. Tra- I don't think he trained, and I can't imagine that if uh, he didn't no, okay. train um, before uh-huh. traveling, I, I don't think he'd be involved from the start, even if he is available. No, I thought he was. Is he it mind training? Is it mind game from Klopp? Is he is he out pep and pep? What has he got him like? Has he got him locked up in a container somewhere, just on a treadmill? No, no, no like <laughs> I'm fully expect. I'm fully expecting the Guerrero to play. Are so, you? Yeah, because it's Pep, and he just goes, yeah, yeah. There's no chance. There's no chance. Bang, he plays. Is Klopp having to go back? I just that that, uh, that I, I could have said that if my wildcard, my wildcard was Shaq, but yeah, carry on below Thiago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're right. You, you you said, but um, but. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus is back and he even scored, I believe. Um, don't care, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I would prefer Thiago in there, but um, uh, and but preferably if if he's you know fit to play, and if he isn't, then uh, there is um, and, you know there's a thing to say that Navi Keita could be the option here. Uh, and let's all not, uh, you know, uh, remember that that uh, Thiago, I'm sorry, Nabi Keita was the one who, who started in, at the camp now um, uh, two years ago, uh, um, but you know, got hammered by Rakitic, I believe, and uh, and, and and this was the start of of, of his injury woes. But uh, he, he was preferred there to even to Hendo, I believe. So um, if 
if Klopp thinks it's it's the same player again and he's fit again, then you know the, he will obviously um, uh, trust him to play well at the Etihad as well. But uh, um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, we haven't seen him for so long, and um, w- what 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 strikes me, uh, and maybe this is an, uh, an uh, um, because of the injuries, is that 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 he isn't very quick, uh, and 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 quickness is 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 not a quality uh, that is uh, really necessary for a midfield player. If if you know if they position themselves well, then then uh, this is uh, the spot on the uh, uh, on the field that you need uh, quickness the least. But but still, you know you, you need you need a bit. If you look at the game uh, tonight, then uh, what we uh, the biggest difference between us and Atalanta Bergamo, which is a, a Serie A team, uh, one of the big five leagues, and and this was the team that that shocked uh, everyone, surprised everyone last last season, and not only in the Serie A but also in the Champions League. Uh, but what w- what you could see was that all of our players were quicker, stronger, uh, in uh, and uh, and uh, clearly that's something that you need to have. To be successful in the Premier League and especially so in in uh, in the Liverpool um, team. So uh, in in, in I, I said this in many words and it could be shorter. Uh, I I'm not sure about Navigator at this point, but also I'm I'm not sure about Curtis Jones who played that uh, the third uh, midfield role. I'm also not sure about uh, uh, Minamino um, because yeah he didn't. You know, he didn't convince me in in the Firmino role, uh, so he, he could maybe play with with two midfielders because uh, Hendo and Genie have convinced me and 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 are playing to to a different level than they uh, even you know the, the very 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 top level that they had achieved. I think they are even better this season. Uh, but maybe you could play Firmino up top. You know, I mean, up top of the midfield and then Diogo Jota in front of him. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, there are many options, and I'm really not sure about what to expect. Um, uh, you, you rightly said that Manchester City have, you know, quietly have found some solidity, and that probably uh, has a lot to do with Ruben Diaz. But um, yeah, I think this is a chance. We, if we win this, uh, and I said this in our uh, WhatsApp group as well, I think if we effectively win the league it's it's like winning uh, oh, florida so bold. It's, it's like winning florida <laughs> very good <laughs> uh, uh, yeah you know it, of course you don't win the league but it's 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 such a massive blow if you if you open up a gap uh, in and in, in this crazy season and in in which uh, everyone drops points including us but still you know uh, w- with all the trouble that we had, we- we're still top of the league. And if we open up uh, and effectively we have a, uh, they have two points less uh, if you say they win their game in hand. So if you beat them at their own stadium, which we haven't for the last two seasons, then uh, yeah, then there could be a, a massive blow. So I, I would go attacking. I've convinced convinced myself that we go uh, four up top. Okay, Johnny Johnny Barrel's talked himself into the four two three one or four two four or whatever. I'm not convinced. I don't I don't really want to see it and I don't really like it, but that's that's not really relevant at all. Um I'm gonna suggest that the likelihood is is he goes the usual three up top, um and he sticks with a four three three. What do you think he's doing in midfield? Because I'm gonna throw it out there now and nobody's mentioned him. But are you going to say Millie's going to start? Ah, mate, I think so. It's the big, it's the big away game. It's the Brexit midfield. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 typical pragmatic Jurgen Klopp, and I fully expect to see it. <laughs> I think he'd be pragmatic. I think you won't see the four up top. I think you'll definitely see the three in midfield. I don't think he'd play Shakira in midfield in this game. Um. But where I would say, I mean, as of now, I, from from everything that we're seeing, you know, you get to see who's training these days, and Tiago isn't training. I'd suggest if Tiago suddenly came into full training Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're starting to hear that he's training, there's every chance he'd start with Henderson and 
and Wijnaldum. Um, failing that, I think you look at City and I think you've got to go and attack that midfielder there. I think Rodri is quite, you know, he's he's quite slow when he's turning. If you can get, if you can play around him and, you know, play some balls, get some pretty quick um, football going in the middle of the park and turn them around. You could cause them problems. You know, De Bruyne's not great going the other way. That's the reason I think, right now as things stand, I think Cato will start. I do. I do think Cato would start rather than Jones, just because he's more senior and his experience. And let's not forget, before Villa, um, and I know it's hard to forget Villa, because <laughs> it was such a fucking shit show, but before Villa, Keita started at Chelsea, he started uh, against Arsenal, and he'd done really well. And I think if Thiago's not fit, that will be the team. The only So I, I think it'll be Henderson, Wijnaldum, Keita, and I think up front, I do think he rested Firmino for the sole purpose of having him tip-top, ready to press, and really ready to get stuck into them at the weekend. So I'd be surprised if Jota gets... I just think he's planned ahead for that, but Jota's given him a bit of a decision tonight. So for me, that's to, to me that's the biggest question mark about the team. If Maddox fit, hopefully, you know it'll be the same back four. Um, it'll be those three that I've mentioned in midfield, and then he, he might just go with a wild card and, and, and you know play Jota instead of Firmino. Um, but it's a big game, and listen, I, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. I think. They have not impressed me. And I think the 7 2 at Villa, we can't get away from how disastrous that was. And it was it was horrific. But if you actually treat that game as what it's increasingly looking like, which is an anomaly, actually, if you think about the Everton game where VAR completely robbed us of, you know, there should have been a red card for Pickford. We had a perfectly good goal disallowed. No one's ever been able to show me an angle that that was offside. If you actually take away the Villa game and that VAR farce, um, we, we apart from the Villa game, we'd have won every game by that Villa game this season. We'd be five points clear already. So this is a big opportunity for me on Sunday. They look very stodgy again against Sheffield United. They don't. They're just not the team. They're not the force they were. And we can really go out and put down a statement without Van Dyke. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think we'll beat them. I think we'll edge them. I really do. Just on what you said there, John, you know Klopp's come out today in his press match conference and basically summed up um, the world is sometimes a bad place in the moment when somebody is shining immediately speak about another player who played what 500 games in a row without Bobby Firmino we would not be in the Champions League for us tonight it's important to have more than 11 players tonight Diogo played super but that says nothing about Bobby nothing to do with me causing headaches I'm more than happy with the boys so if you want to take take what you want from that Bobby's in the weekend isn't he he is that's what I take from that absolutely absolutely yeah I think he likes a goal at the LER as well I think he scored there on at least three occasions that I can think of, um, and big goals as well. So uh, I think he goes to three. I'm still going to stick my neck out and say it's going to be Milner, but Johnny makes a fair argument for for Kaida. Um, Jay, what's your score prediction? Uh, right, hold on. So your midfielder and score prediction? Uh, midfield is Kaida. Uh, right, Bob, Bobby up top. Um, and I think we'll see Chota and Shakiri on about 65, and I think that'll be that'll be a for Kater and Bobby. Um, I will say three one. Um, they they'll they'll sneak a goal, um, but I just think we've got too much firepower and too much confidence and. As as you've alluded to, that they aren't they aren't the Man City of two or three years ago. There's there's something not right, and I think that they're all sort of coming to the to the natural end with Pep. Some of them have come to a natural end of their careers with obviously Aguero, Silva's gone, Fernandinho's 
can't stay fit company went a couple of years ago it's it all seems like a natural end to this cycle and what he's bringing in next just doesn't look the same calibre um, and those who've been there a while the likes of the likes of Sterling um, like Stones Walker as well they they just seem to to me they strike like they've had enough of Pep and his, his work and it all just seems a bit stale so yeah, I'm going to go for the one. Okay. Beryl, who's your third midfielder in your prediction? Yeah, I, I'm convinced. Uh, you know, and and to be fair to myself, uh, I, I said what I would do and not, not what Klopp would do. But <laughs> no, I think uh, Naby Keita would, would, uh, um, would probably be the, the, the third choice midfielder. And, I, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure that Bobby Firmino will play up top. Uh, and that, and that's fine because uh, Diogo Jota has, has shown that he he's uh, he's also very effective when he comes from off, off the bench and uh, um, and uh, you you remind me of of, of that that uh, I think it was the first season that uh, that um, uh, Klopp was was our manager and we went to the Etihad and and you know they were miles ahead at that point Pellegrini their uh, their manager still but we won. Four one, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, and 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 uh, Coutinho uh, and Emre Can and and Firmino were were all on fire, and uh, yeah, four one. It's it, I I would like that score. So so this is this is what I'm going for. <laughs> Let's be bold on that front then. Boulder and Boulder, Johnny Boulder and Boulder. Have you can can you can you out bold these two? Oh, I'd love to be bolder, but I can't. I can't be bolder. I don't know why. I just keep thinking of that volley game and just thinking, shit, do we, do we, do we have an absolute calamity on us? I don't think we do. I think we've, we've sorted that mess out. I fancy... I fancy the edge it. I really do. But I think it'll be tight. And I think it'll be level. And I think we'll win 2-1. I think we'll do them 2-1 and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jota off the bench gets the winner for us, to be honest. Um, but I, I think there's nothing to fear. You know, the, I'm saying nothing to fear. Listen, De Bruyne's a super player. Sterling's always a handful, but they're not the team. They're not the team. They don't have that intensity about them um, and that quality that that they've had, you know, when they were posting, you know, 99 or, you know, 98 and 100 points in two seasons. They're not that team. And if we get on top, move the ball well, get our front three involved in the game, and, you know, hopefully have Matt up in there. Although the young lads have done well, I just think his presence be huge. And it looks like we're holding him back uh, for it. Um, we, we, we've got enough to put down a real marker. And I think it would be a real marker. I agree with Burrell because... The narrative has been, you know, the seven goals at Villa, then Van Dijk gets out, put out for the season effectively. And the narrative is, oh, we'll see now. They're, they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable. All of a sudden, if we go out and we're, we beat them uh, without Van Dijk and we're eight points clear and we're sitting clear at the top of the league with a nice little run of games to come after the international break and Fabinho back, I think it'll be hard for anyone to, to stop us. That's what I think. I think we'll do it 2-1, Dave. All right, I'm going a conservative Milner and also a conservative 2-1, just to be contrary um, on the midfield front. So, lads... Dave, you're forgetting the uh, Ruben Diaz red card uh, for fouling um, Diogo Jota uh, and giving away penalty. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm all um, um, paranormal uh, tonight. Tell you what, Beryl, you'll get some, you'll get some odds <laughs> in the bookies of that one. So if I were you, I'd be straight down there to sort that out now, because you could be you could you could be retiring on those predictions. Oh yeah, okay, let's try it. Um, all right, so guys, thanks for joining me. That's been an absolutely splendid evening with the Reds. Um, and until the next time, after Man City, after we go there and twat them four one, a la two thousand and sixteen of the European Giant Reds. <laughs>